testing for GP Denver, which is something I should probably do. I just fucking rather tell dick jokes. Are you still going to play Boros? Mardu. Oh, so you switched it to Mardu? Yeah, and it's running fucking fierce. I lo- I'm loving Scrap Heap Scrounder. He's amazing. <coughs> Are you playing any blue cards like um, Ceremonious Rejection or Revolutionary Rebuff? No, it's just Mardu. And then I got a couple sweet things in the sideboard. I actually main deck one Authority of the Consoles. I have an extra one in my sideboard, and I brought it in like every match. So I might just put two in my main. I run uh, two Thalia. And then I'm just looking. Authority lo- of the Consoles, the one where the creatures enter the battlefield tapped and you gain life and stuff. Every time I played it, my opponent's like, fuck. And it just, the advantage gate won me the game. Every time I landed it, it was insane. That is insane. I wouldn't think that that card would be that good in the main deck. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just like having an extra Thalia. Because when Thalia hits, they like remove it right away. They're like, fuck that thing. That's yeah, just- for real, that bitch. Oh my god, dude, she's such a pain. It's the same thing with that. Like, Because I'm coming in just crushing, crushing, crushing. And their their blockers are coming in tapped. It just ends their day. I'm getting an extra attack in almost every time. And then uh, Cultivator's Caravan is actually pretty sweet. I was kind of down on it. But I mean, just being a 5-5, five, five, like whenever you want, you just like fucking hop in there. And then if the uh, motorist jumps It's in, not as fast as Fleet Wheel Cruiser, but I feel like it's a better blocker because it can <coughs> profitably block like a Kalidas and it can block <coughs> Ishkana. <coughs> like <coughs> a Fleet Wheel Cruiser can only trade for Ishkana. I like it better than uh, Fleet Wheel Cruiser too. And in fact, Scrap Heap Scrounger is almost taking the Fleet Wheel spot. In the deck, or he's actually taking like the Depala spot, I guess. I like, yeah, uh, I don't think you actually play the cruiser in uh Mardu, I think you just play no, the copter and caravan, right? That's what I'm saying. So it's basically gone, but uh, you have the scrap heap scrounger, which is lower to the ground, and then you don't run Depala, just more removal. You get like unlicensed disintegration, and I love the deck, it's sweet, it just feels very aggressive, and it's like I always have something to clear a blocker out of the way. So what made you want to switch to Mardu, man? Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Nah, it's this guy that I fucking know uh, at the shop. He's a total asshole. Um, No, I just went down and uh, playtested with a bunch of guys the day before this tournament, and uh, I was just getting wrecked. So I was actually switching towards Mardu tokens, but uh, I had all the shit for the vehicles version. And it's actually, it's what I'm used to playing, and it's just way more aggressive. Like, I, I used to sit there with Gideons and Fleet Wheels in my hand, like, waiting for four mana. And now it's just like I'm always doing something. And when something dies, I'm just like, sweet, exile, like, get my guy right back in step. And then I'm crushing in right away for three. It's like, fucking booyah. Like, Scrounger's awesome. Yeah, I, well, you know I loves me a Scrap Heap Scrounger. He's Grixis Emerge Engine card, too, man. So I just John- wish Grixis Emerge was better in the meta game. It's just bad against so many things, dude. Like when your haunted dead gets spell quellered, when you like cast it from your hand, that kind of sucks. A lot of those decks are so awesome, but it's like they get really kicked in the teeth. You know, like the uh, Aetherworks Marvel deck that has the uh, you know mom hug, discard two cards, draw three cards. <laughs> Yeah, cathartic reunion. Like that card's amazing, but it's like if you get that <laughs> if you get that counter, it just ruins your day or spell quellard. Just like fucking see ya. That card's seeing playing modern already, man. It's great. I mean, being able to dump shit. I mean, it really enables a lot of a lot of strategies. I guess graveyard stuff like uh, 
dredge and stuff. Sandy Bell just came in here and ambushed me while I was smoking a bowl. Dredge, like yeah. one of the most popular decks in modern right now. What's the dredge deck like in modern? So the dredge deck in modern, what it's trying to do is you're trying to basically get turned to prized amalgam and usually something like bloodgast you know that dude with landfall and you put him onto the battlefield and he can't block he's a 2-1 if he's in your graveyard and you landfall you put him into play and um and you like just, narcomoebas so i mean yeah you got narcomoebas you got uh your dredge cards which is mostly just golgari grave troll steakweed imp and life from the loam um, some people play like uh, Golgari Thug also, but not really so much anymore now that uh, they unbanned the troll, man. And yeah, dude, it's pretty good. It's resilient against a lot of hate cards. You know, obviously, Rest in Peace is kind of a blowout, but Graph Digger's Cage, they could still just play this huge fucking Golgari Grave Troll. It's like an 11-11 that has regenerate and shit, so... That's a fairly broken deck, dude. Yeah, it spirals out of control pretty quickly. Like, I'm an Infect player, and they'll let me hit them a couple times. And I'm like, all right, I'm finishing them off next turn, but I don't get another turn. They just go off. Once they have a bunch of guys on the board, then uh, it's pretty hard for me to attack through that shit. Well, I don't know. It depends on if you get your Ink Moth Nexus or not, man. Because low of casting, like, a Stinkweed Imp, which they're not trying to do... Yeah, they don't have flyers, really. It's just... Narcomoeba has flying. It's a 1-1 flyer. Oh, dude, Narcomoeba does have flying. Wow, Narcomoeba is a really good card, dude. I found that out the hard way. I have a secret for you. Oh, oh yeah? What's that? I'm really a man. <laughs> In fairness, how could you not know? Uh... Jerry, it, it was dark. Dude, I drafted a dredge deck one time in Modern Masters, and it totally sucked. But there were, like, two games out of the whole, like, draft pod where I fucking went off. And when I say, you've seen some pretty busted shit in Limited before, but this was, like, broke, dude. I had, like, 32-2 zombies or some shit. <laughs> Stupid, man. That's awesome. You're playing a uh, bridge from below or whatever. Yeah, I well, so I got like a dredge pack pretty much. And uh, the foil in it was life from the loam. So obviously I snapped that up because it was like fucking 25 bucks. The pack had the bridge from below as it's rare. The bridge from below tabled so um after i picked up the life from the loam i was just kind of like thinking maybe i would go like five color green and that's what i was trying to do but i kept just getting like all these sweet dredge cards and just got further and further into the trap i was like playing worm harvest and shit and um I don't know, man. Did you almost deck it yourself or what? No, it wasn't that I was decking myself. It's just that, like, the cards, the overall card quality, like, A Life from the Loam and Limited doesn't actually do, like, a whole lot because Limited is all about board state more so than, like, card advantage, which that's, like, a pure card advantage thing with Life from the Loam. 
So Life from the Loam is one and one green, and it is a sorcery that says, return up to three target lands from your graveyard to your hand. And it has dredge three. So your next draw step, you can basically get it back to your hand by throwing three cards in the graveyard, and then, you know, getting lands in the graveyard, and then casting it again, vice versa, just pouring through your deck. And there would be like some, you know, games where I would just like loam, loam, and not really hit anything. Like I wouldn't hit my bridge from below or my worm harvest. And I'd be playing like, you know, three threes for four mana. They would be playing like a fucking giant with haste and rift bolt your shit and fucking (laughs) destroy all your worms with thundercloud shaman. (laughs) Shit like that. You're like, all right, so I'm going to dredge three again and go. You're like, all right, dude, I can get you. Pretty good. Just limited seems pretty terrible. I mean, you have to have a deck built around throwing stuff in the graveyard. I I mean, Modern Masters was just an awesome limited set. There were so many fucking... The first Modern Masters, there were so many cool decks you could do. There were so many broken things. Like, I had a Goblin deck one time, and I killed my buddy John Paolette on turn four with it. He was so salty, I thought that he was maybe not going to be my best friend anymore. Just had that look like, I fucking hate your guts right now, because you just killed me on turn four with these Goblins. And I'm like, I killed you on turn four with these goblins. Give it up, dog. The Jonathan Paletta. Coming fierce from San Antonio. Jonathan Paletta! Paletta, motherfucking shredder. Bebop and rock steady, no better. Mo cheddar, jet setter, don't regret her. She gets wet, a lake spreader. If the weather was better, I'd sled forever with Paletta. Yeah, dude, that's my fucking homie, bro. You're uh, uh, your two-headed giant soulmate? Yeah, that's my two-headed giant soulmate, man. Aww. Where's he living right now? He lives in San Antonio still, man. He's getting married. I kind of want to go to his wedding. I think that'd be dope. Does he uh, play the same shop as John or no John at all or what? Oh, yeah. John knows Peo. Everybody knew Peo, man. When he was, I don't think he plays Magic all that much anymore. Like, I know that his fiance, soon to be wifey, is a Magic player. And I think that's where he met her was like at Top Deck, which was the Top Deck was the shop dude that's the shop that me and peo and john let's see if you knew anybody else from top deck jorge everybody know jorge oh manny goots i heard manny goots was running an illegal poker game out the uh back of some strip club it's hearsay it's hearsay for sure um and some guy was getting uppity so he called his brother and he was like oh shit you call your brother so he shot his brother and then beat the hell out of manny goots man i was just like damn savage savage life in san antonio man also hearsay i heard that he was dating a girl when he found out she was a hooker um he had her drugged and beaten up and then raped and then nine months later when she was pregnant and she's about to give birth to the pregnant baby he had her beaten up again and wait the baby was pregnant how's (laughs) that even possible this is just hearsay all right so this is just hearsay (laughs) so um manny had this guy rape her and beat her up and then nine months later, when she's about to give birth to that baby, he hired the same guy to um, basically assassinate his own baby. He beat her up again. And the baby was pregnant? And the baby was nine months pregnant as well. So it was a double Holy assassination. Shit, dude. Holy shit, 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 shit. So it was a triple homicide. Yeah, he killed himself as well. It was three deaths. Or oh, her as well. Yeah, no, was, that was four, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. This is just your And a savage, a savage rape. It's like you sav- you raped a chick so savagely you got her pregnant and then got her baby pregnant. 
like all in one fell swoop. I know that guy is like the Superman of semen. Also, just hearsay. I also heard he quit playing magic, but that's just hearsay. That's why when you find out you're pregnant, ladies, you should always wash your vagina because otherwise, that lingering semen in there can get your baby pregnant. Yeah, you don't want to be a grandmother the same day that you're a mother. Like, that's too much. It's too much. Think of Christmas. Jeez, it's a headache. Oh my God, dude. Seriously, what do you even do at that point? I guess it'd be the same as having twins, maybe. Kids, hand me your plates. Please put that down. Don't hit your brother with that. I'll get that later. I think Christmas is stupid, but if you are raised and you don't celebrate Christmas, you look at all the other kids who get all these fucking fancy gifts for no reason, like at Christmas time, and you're just like, fuck. I hate all these people, but you know what? I love all those people because I'm like, bring your fucking Lego set over to my casa, brother. And we're fucking Nerf gunning, battling in the yard. Dude, Christmas is awesome. I love being white. Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, but you should feel some guilt about it. Where the hell is John, man? I think he finally fucking snapped. All right. He was just telling me about Manny Goots fucking earlier today. We have a permanent replacement for John Holland. Um, this chair. And coming once from a, a furniture store near you, this chair. The French are generally credited with having developed the truly lightweight and comfortable chair, from which a whole class of chairs have been developed, including the sleeping chair, the armchair, and a wing chair. But this is just an ordinary kitchen table chair. Manufactured in China, but with the rapier wit uncanny to other chairs and some humans, including John Holland. This is a funny chair. Listen and enjoy. What do you got, chair? This chair's hilarious. He's way better humor than John. Yeah, John, first of all, the chair is about 20 years younger than John, which, you know, is still pretty fucking old, but, yeah, it's chair. Chair. It's made of wood. We love it so. I love you so. You're made of wood. Chair. You've got four legs. You always support my butt. Chair, you're always there. You're the man, chair. If it wasn't for you, I'd probably fall on the floor. Chair, what would I do without you? You're amazing. You're my new best friend. John Holland's not there. Oh, chair. You're the best. I know, there's, you can tell, you know, wood by the age, the number of rings it has, and this thing has got like a million rings, but it's still probably like a baby compared to John. Ba-dum-bum-ba-dum, Tim. What? This fucking Michigan J at it again, dog. Oh, fuck. So, last episode, we had a shout out to Bedroom Man. I think Pedro's gonna love that shit, man. (laughs) You're in Tijuana. That's our Mexican fan, dude. Yeah. 
everyone's from legit Mexico. Everyone in Mexico listens to the Mexican hat dance 24 hours a day, and it's like blaring in the streets. So it's like I think that it's like a federal law that the Mexican hat dance has to be playing in every town at some point. Like you can't ever like it's the responsibility of the citizens to keep a constant circulation of the Mexican hat dance playing throughout their towns and villages at all times. So what about what about cub bumping, man? Or cub touch? What's cub touch? Cub touch was that thing that was on We Controlling Episode 2 where the cubs were, like, touching oh, yeah. their cubs together. Dick, dick bumps. Yeah, dick bumps. What about So the here's bumps? the thing. Like, this may be an unpopular view, but I think this shit's kind of cool, man. Very avant-garde. Yeah, I was thinking if I was on, like, a professional baseball team, I would be like, all right, we're going to set the trend. All right, guys. Guys, bring it in. All right, so if any of you guys hit a home run, here's the new thing we're going to do. You guys come around, you score in, and we're all going to corner you, and we'll finger you in the butthole. Oh, dude. What about, like, you could cub touch with one guy, and then I guess we would call that, what, brown touch for the finger in the asshole? Yeah, very meta. Edit in a good baseball team that would be fingering buttholes. Can we think of one right now off the spot? Imagine we just said the team you love. Dude, John sucks i could have watched this women's wrestling match i want to watch that shit it was for the championship he set the time tonight not me i know right what is this guy's deal he's fucking hilarious but he's fucking killing me right now it's like he's got no bajuka bogs in his sideboard it's like what are you even doing bitch ah dude bajuka bogs so dope oh my Hey, have you uh, been watching the new season of South Park? No, I haven't, but uh, I heard it's pretty good. I heard it's pretty funny. Dude, it's like one continuous episode. It's fucking weird as shit. And it kind of sucks at first, but then once you get into it, it's way better that way. It makes sense. A lot of people view stuff like through Netflix nowadays where they sit down and marathon watch the whole season. So it makes it like a big movie. And that'd be awesome to have like a nine hour, like bigger, longer and uncut. Yeah, for sure, man. I ain't fucking got nine hours of my bigger, longer, and uncut since, like, my 20s. Sit Swami Salami. So, Netflix. My favorite show, I think, on Netflix. Have you seen Stranger Things? I've seen part of Stranger Things season one. I can't remember exactly what episode I left off. I know that the girl had made it to the boys. She was, like, living at that boy's house. All right, um, so you saw them, like, they play D&D and shit. It reminds me a lot of, like, E.T.-style movies back in the day, like those old old Spielberg-esque movies. What, you mean, like, Entertainment Tonight? Welcome, John Tesh. Wait, how do you know I'm playing WWE Supercard right now? Oh, snap. Did the promotion go through? Did they, um, they said they'll start sponsoring you? Dude, they better. I'm like fucking high as shit on leaderboard right now. So you get like an extra booster pack? 
I don't know. You said it takes a long time. Like you could buy stuff. It's like 25 bucks. But you sit there and you accumulate, what, like a pack a day? Or if you like earn challenge points, you get open cards or how does it work? Well, whenever you uh, play your matches in ranked mode, if you win, you get trophies and that places you on the leaderboards. You get to like pick cards out of a pack after the match. If you lose, you only get to pick two. If you win, you get three. And if you win with a perfect match, like if you 3-0, then you get a bonus pick. So, and um, joining us for Cast Mexile and future WWE Supercards champion Sid Meister. That's Sid Swami. Show some respect. Oh, sorry, Swam. I'm a holy man. I'm a holy man. Are you just Meister in between the sheets? Uh, I am Sid Meister Swami, but the Swami is the most important part. But uh, you're like the member berries, dude. You need to watch the new season of South Park. Hey, Mamba! Yeah, Mamba! Mamba Spock? Yeah. yeah! Yeah, Mamba, when marriage was just between a man and a woman? Mamba feeling safe? Mamba, no, I say Mamba Reagan? There weren't so many Mexicans. You make people member. It's like uh, somebody said, uh, and then uh, oh shit, dog! Perfect game, bonus pick. Oh fuck! WWE Supercard is ruining my life too. <laughs> it's ruining my life too. So I got GP Denver coming up next weekend or this weekend. So I got Friday off of work. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna sell all my standard shit defenders for like fifty cents. And then I'm going to buy a uh, basic land from Return to Ravnica that's foil. I feel like that's a good investment. Financially, it's terrible, but people are going to like be reminiscent and want it. Hey, guys, member Return to Ravnica? Maybe that was like Wizards of the Coast, like member berries was Return to Ravnica. Like, hey, guys, member Gruel? Yeah, member Bubba Rigmos? Oh, I love to remember Bubba Rigmos. Member two color clans? Remember how easy it was to draft? I think people liked how packaged those color pairs were. You know, it was just almost like digestible. Well, it's a great set for people to start off in. That's what uh, Sandy Bell started off in. Like, it was a great beginner set to draft because it was very on the rails. But at the same time, there were decks that you could play that were a little bit different from just two color guilds like you could play a five color deck if you wanted to another one that was pretty good in gate crash was mono red you could just play a mono red aggro deck and it was pretty good because red was fairly decent in that set yeah i remember that and then you could splash a third color pretty easily because of the guild gates and then you could pick up these shocks you know a lot of people at the time weren't past shock wow you're not going to take this you know five ten dollar bill here you know 
But uh, yeah, I passed an overgrown tomb one time to take a foil Asperia Supreme Judge. It was like this mythic rare Sphinx. Because I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be worth way more money. It's a foil mythic. You know, I still knew back then. I didn't really understand. But now I should have taken the overgrown tomb. I like Golgari way better than Azorius in that set anyway. Scavenge was fucking sweet. At the time, you just see people that just trade stuff like that away. Or like when the fetches were in standard, you see like a teenage kid come up. And then the guy with the huge fat binder comes over, gets all the fetch lands off the kid and fucking bails. And it's like you get to sit the kid down and be like, yo, you're going to have to cast your spells in the future. You know, like, what are you doing? But they don't get it. They like want the flashy big dude. You know, it's just kind of scumbaggy to kind of pluck that shit off those guys. Or sometimes they just, you know, need to get a deck together so they can play FNM. FNM is kind of like a shitty way, but because it's standard most of the time, the places I've been to, like, it's kind of a shitty way to introduce, like, new people to the game, but I guess it's the best money-making way because, you know, standard cards are fucking ridiculously expensive. Well, it's the only thing that's accessible to anybody. You can't just be like, okay, now go search out this modern, these modern cards from all these different sets. No, you can tell them to buy boxes or buy boosters or go to go buy stuff that's in the case of current sets, you know? I mean, a lot of stores don't have, like, the huge modern collection or whatever. Standard is most accessible even to, like, kitchen table people. At Walmart, you buy, a, you know, intro decks or whatever, pick those up in the grocery line. You can't pick up, uh, like, a fucking Mox Opal at the grocery store or else I think more people would be playing modern. I know I would. I have tons of DVDs I never watched twice. Yeah, dude. I hear you, man. Like, um, I, I have like some movies that like, I know I'm going to watch like once a year, but sometimes when you buy a DVD and you just like watch it a couple times, it's like, what the fuck did I do that for? And now it's like digital download too. So you have a limited amount, you have a limited amount of space on like the hard drive that you have. And you'd probably just rather fucking delete the uh, movie, which is the equivalent of just throwing away the fucking DVD, you know, rather than get more storage space because that shit's more expensive. It's all bullshit. Man. I learned my mistake a long time ago when I had uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars in CDs in my car. And then, you know, pulling them out of my car years later and, like, everyone is just completely scratched up and shit. Because they're in this fucking shitty binder getting jostled around for fucking years. You know, whatever. Shouldn't gone four-wheeling in my Subaru, but fuck it. But why would, why have a Subaru if you can't go fucking off-roading that shit, dog? I mean, come on. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, get get in there, dude. I used to be all about that shit, man. I used to have this Jeep. I would be breaking side J's is what I called it, man. You know, that's what we call it up in North Georgia. You get out there and break side J's when you're fucking out. You'd find like a construction site all muddy and shit in the morning. Yeah. And just fucking crank that shit up and go drift and just slinging fucking mud everywhere. Drunk as fuck. We did it on acid a bunch of times. There was this one time we took a... Luckily, this wasn't my Jeep, but it was my boy Matt's Jeep, and we were all fucked up, and we went out to this construction site, and there were a bunch of hills, and we were just fucking jumping the Jeep, like, off of the hills, fucking fried. We were were all on acid, just fucking jumping the Jeep, like, getting hella air, landing, fucked every single tire of the Jeep up, fucked up the suspension. Yeah, he was pretty pissed, dude. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like I'm driving down the road in my Subaru, and it's like raining and shit, and I just like pass the dirt road, I just like slam on the brakes, reverse, and play like, all right, fucking I love it. Or, you know, the hardest thing, though, in this is like I have a new new WRX now, and uh, it's I can't do donuts in, it in the snow. It's just got so much fucking traction. It's just like it can't spin out. It's fucking all-wheel drive. It's like a... It fucking just grips the road. It's like you're driving. It does. It's like you're driving on top of the snow, like you're in a go kart. It almost feels mm-hmm. like you turn and you just have a perfect grip. You're just like it's like when you wear a cock ring, you know. It's a me, Mario, and I'm just like throwing turtle shells at you, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, no? Right, uh. exactly. <laughs> so, um, so what? Do you, how do you think John did it? Uh, he fell from heaven. That's how you mean. Him so what? No, like, how did he end it all? He he committed suicide, pretty sure. Oh, he took his uh his moxes and his uh his black lotus, and he slid his wrists with paper cuts. Very slow, agonizing death, but he like every rip, he's just he's just deteriorating the worth of those cards. What's the point of even having those cards? If you can't even really play vintage, I could see the point of having that kind of shit online, like Power Nine and shit. But why does John have it? John don't play vintage. I've been seeing a lot of ads for people trying to sell their Black Lotuses lately. You can probably pick one up for like twenty five hundred, three grand. You know, like there's people out there they like have a Black Lotus because they like got a Black Lotus. They're like, oh, this is the shit. This is the Black Lotus, man. And then they never play with their Black Lotus. And I just think that's kind of stupid. Like, if you're going to have a Black Lotus, then you need to fucking put it in your cube. Or just, like, if you have a casual deck at home, just be like, yeah, some Black Lotus deck. You know, better hope I don't draw my Black Lotus. I'll fuck your shit up. Play hard and fast also. I'm a big gambler. So I would probably play it without sleeves. And then, like, loser uh, flips and rips five cards out of their deck. So let's do this. That's stupid. What? I mean, come on, that's good shit. You want to you play against me with power? You got to have power to win. Is your power powerful enough? Well, if not, I'm going to fucking rip up your power. You know what power card never made sense to me? Fucking Time Twister. Like, why is that in the Power 9? What? Uh, what does Time Twister do? Take an extra turn? No, Time Twister's like each player discards their hand and then draws seven cards. And it costs two and a blue. It's a sorcery. That seems pretty good. If you're playing that in, like, Storm or, like, um, any burn deck or some shit, like Red, Blue, Burn, and you're just like, boom, seven new cards. I'm fucking awesome with that. Is that, like, the turn where you're just all like, oh, I play, like, Mox, Mox, Land? And then I time twister. And then basically your opponent's stuck with whatever seven cards they got. They could like have a zero land hand and just completely lose straight up on the spot. Shit just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they make that card? (laughs) At the Legacy tournament around here, burn is pretty rampant. I don't know if it is in vintage, but I mean, maybe because it's more affordable. But there are a lot of spells that you can cast earlier and cheaper and then use uh, you can't play burn and vintage man the only thing you can play in vintage is like a deck that basically stops your opponent from doing anything kind of like a control or you could play like a delver deck or you could play like a dredge deck yeah straight combo deck or something yeah. or storm yeah storm is like a do it has that card doomsday in it you remember that card doomsday yeah my buddy steve chapman plays doomsday it's pretty lethal so doomsday is swamp 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 for search your library and graveyard for five cards of your choice and remove the rest from the game Put the chosen cards on the top of your library in any order, and you lose half your life rounded up. There's a potential to combo them out every time. 
if you set it up correctly. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It, that deck's really fucking hard to play. I would not want to play a deck that's like requires that much kind of math and luck. I'd rather just play a deck like, um, like a Delver or a Sultai where I'm just kind of like able to react, you know? Like, I really like in Legacy, I kind of want to play like a Shardless Agent Sultai deck. That deck looks really good, dude. Deathrite Shaman is amazing in the format. Mm-hmm. Delver's amazing in the format. Uh, there's so much great protection with the, the great counter spells and like Days and Force of Will and um, so much great removal. Uh, Snapcaster is still great. I mean, it's probably one of the best cards ever printed. But Grixis Delver is probably where, where I'd be. But I mean, there's definitely plenty of other viable strategies yeah you do seem like you'd be more of a delver kind of guy that's like the beat down deck in these kind of formats dude you should check out a vintage delver deck like i'm not saying like get one but just look at it and see how it plays the cool thing about vintage is that it's really different um the way that those kind of games play out man so i don't know if there's anywhere around here to play vintage but last weekend i went and played legacy fnm with my buddy steve chapman it was insanely fun thanks and shout out to steve chapman whoop whoop a mental strategist y'all think he's mad it's just the way he is and now kasosa is bubbling to the top it is steve chapman yeah, Steve Lemmy, Grixis Delver. I piloted to a three and two win for some a uh, couple packs. It was a blast. You know, it was very interactive. That was legacy, right? Yeah. Every yeah. every match went to like, you know, fourteen turns, if not more. I mean, it's like it's not as combo-y of a format as one would think. It's pretty comparable, I would say. It's like a faster modern, but uh, there's a lot of cards that you can stop what they're doing and then draw cards. So, I mean, you, you're not just, like, top-decking at a certain point. You always have, like, a full hand, even though your graveyard's full and, like, played ten things. It's just... It's a cool format. Legacy has a lot of land destruction in it. Like land destruction is a really big deal in Legacy. It's a pretty big deal in Vintage too. Wizards yeah. isn't big on land destruction anymore. Like they don't make like you haven't seen a standard land destruction deck. Wasteland adds a whole nother dimension to the game because you try to screw them off of a color and that gives you enough time to finish them off with a Delver or whatever. Or else if they play a Wasteland, you're like, alright, should I Wasteland their Wasteland right now? Um, and they'll Wasteland my so- my dual source and response or i have to wait for them to wasteland some so i can you know it's like this weird cat and mouse game with land destruction on top of you know the damage game and the creature game and everything else you're trying to do it's it's really complex i kind of dig it i wish they would do more of that stuff yeah i mean a deck that i used to play in legacy or i guess technically it was vintage i don't know it was goblins and goblins uh, you know, when people hear goblins, they think, oh, it's just a bunch of like little red creature, you know, chump type dudes. But no, like a lot of it had to do with controlling people's mana to buy that extra turn to get that swing in, to get that lethal swing in, you know, or to cast that, um, uh, siege gang commander off of ether vial and just go off. But, um, you spent like a lot of the mid game blowing up people's lands with wastelands and uh tapping down their lands with Rishadam ports 
That was like a big part of that deck. And like at first I was getting my ass stomped and I didn't understand why. And like somebody told me, hey, man, like you need to put these in your deck. This is what makes goblins work in Legacy. And when I got them, like, yeah, I started winning a lot. Yeah. And, you know, land destruction is part of that that whole deal. You're trying to keep them off their their game plan. And if you can hit them whatever axis you can to kind of throw off their game, that could give you the edge just to kind of finish them off. And it's like it really shows you the advantage of inches, you know, like the little card advantage here and there or, you know, creature advantage, like a card like uh, Young Pyromancers in the Grixis Delver deck and then Cabal Therapy. Cabal Therapy is name a non-land card. Target player reveals his or her hand and discards all cards with that name. Flashback, sacrifice a creature. So you use Cabal Therapy and you get a token and then you can sack the token to bring it back and, and do it again. And basically you get to pick any card out of their hand you want, get rid of it, and then you get to do it again after you see their hand right away for free. And then you get another token right after that. It's just like gross. Gross value. It's like I just stripped your fucking hand for no reason because of Pyromancer in this one mana black spell. Fuck your day. Sid, you there? You there, man? All right. Let's get into this week's breakdown. He's getting a blowjob, ladies and gentlemen. I'll do the play-by-play. Bill Muse is grabbing the rod. She's working it like a champ. Sid Meister is presenting his butthole, and she's pushing it away. Sid Meister goes again with his butthole, again pushed away. Switching positions. Now Sid Meister biting her thighs. That's a nice move, Sid. That one's new in my book, but keep working it. Down to the butthole already. Sid is ready for business. Sid is going. He's pulled out all stops. That foreplay was over in an instant. He's going deep. You can see how long I talk until I hang up or what. Oh, sorry. My mic was muted. I was talking the whole time. I forgot to unmute my mic. Oh, shit. Nice. Nice. Did you like my play-by-play? I did. I was doing I was doing commentary with you. It was really funny. Now the people will never know about the anal accident. Too far, too far, Sid. Not for this podcast. Hmm? All right. What? Oh hell no, ref. <laughs> Suck my dick. Red flag. All right. We can talk about fingering buttholes. We can talk about guys sucking other guys off, but we cannot uh bring in feces into the uh who am I kidding? Seriously, don't you know we got European fans, dog? We gotta do it for the European fans. They love that shit in Europe. You might know me from Aethercast. My name in high school was Mud on the Helmet Timmy. <laughs> Does anybody actually know anybody from Aethercast? I really hope not. That'd be really sad. I don't know, but I'm gonna stop saying that in my intro. I'm just gonna be like <laughs> No, just keep saying it forever, dude. Because they'll be like Ethercast. What, <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck is, is that? Like, I'll, I'll go I'm look it make up, up and like four like, Hi, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Cards and Sluts, Dominaria Cast, Limited Resources, or Cats and Things, starring me and Lawrence Harmon. Cats and there, Things. That's one. We're going to bring on Big Tuna, but uh, we're afraid the cats are going to lick him the whole time. Oh, dude, Big Tuna don't have a job, man. Maybe we can get him to replace fucking uh, John. He's not as funny as John, but he's Canadian, so diversity. Are, you know? are we trying to replace John? Yeah, dude, what the fuck? It's two weeks in a row he doesn't show up to the podcast. Obviously, he ain't really all that down with it. I thought after having Brommel on, that would kind of fucking shock him in to be like, all right, you know, I better fucking seal my place in the cast. John's a real busy guy, man, but, you know, like, whatever. I'm busy, too, but I still make time for this shit i I approached him on that shit because i wanted him as my co-host man 
but I guess you're all right. That's how I get laid, is by being somebody's backup. So I'll take it. Right. For sure. For sure. That's why I hang out at bars until like two in the morning. And I'm just like, yeah. And what I oh, do. Oh, dude, you know I've pulled that deep hour mission. That's where I got. You know, like the name, dude. The Deep Hours. That's that Deep Hour mission, dude, because you're trying to get deep. And the fact is, it's like, the drunker you get, the easier it is, man. Fuck yeah, because you don't give a shit. You're like, turn me down. Who gives a shit? I'm same place I was before, but when you're sober, you're like, oh my god, she might know my parents. Um, What happens if uh, she says no? What? Who thinks yeah, about that? Yeah, be like, why drunk? am I acting like a bitch right now? Just be like, I'm going to go home and jerk off either way. I just jerk off a lot. I, I wish I had more time to jerk off, man. There's just like really no good place to jerk off in my house because I don't want to jerk off in the bathroom. It's only one bathroom. Um, you know, my wife's always in here sleeping. I don't want to disturb her sleep, so I can't jerk off in my bedroom, you know, because she's resting. That's why I'm divorced. And I get loud, dog. I get loud. Me too. I, that's why I'm divorced. I mean, uh, my jerk off spot in the house was I stand up on the kitchen table. I get buck naked and I just beat off and then kids and everyone come home from school I'm just like yelling angry beating my dick as fast as I can and um <laughs> they like to bring their friends home from school so explain that one at parent teacher conferences it's kind of uh freeing you know I'm in my own domicile and I'm going to uh express express my seed in every direction I feel like that's manly as I can be I mean also I on things to mark them as mine. That only works if you're a dog, I guess. And then it's a lot of dogs get their asses whooped. Like I tried that at a bar. Some guy was hitting on his chick I liked. So I peed on her purse. She hated me. But she gave me the purse afterwards. So I guess it kind of worked. I got home one night from Bring Your Own Mug Night. And the mug left the house with me, but not did not return home with me. The mug uh, actually picked up a chick and went home with her. But... Needless to say, I was drunk as fuck. I had to get up and take a piss in the middle of the night. And at the time, I'm staying at the mother-in-law's house. Of course, sister's there, and uh, she had a friend over. They were, you know, playing some Guitar Hero in the living room. Who drank the piss? Who who did it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I got up to go to the bathroom, though, and um, I... Took the right amount of steps, but in the wrong direction and ended up like in the hallway outside the living room. I took a piss all over the fucking like living room table and it had my um, sister-in-law's like little friend's camera on it that I completely ruined and had to replace. And like, I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I was like super drunk and I saw they're playing guitar here and I'm like, fucking hit your star power, dude. Woo. And they're it scared the fuck out of them, dude. And they were just oh, like, shit. holy bejesus. I hear some heavy breathing. That can only mean one thing. <sighs> What's up, guys? It's Ryan Brommel. You got any kids for me to coach? <laughs> what up, dude? <laughs> That was a terrible Ryan Brommel impression. You don't you sound you don't sound high at all. Yeah, you're supposed to say what up, what up. <laughs> I got I got a new cast I'm working on. I got, trust me, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be big. Big things coming, man. Big things. I got I got stuff going on. Health clinic. I'm waiting for a call from the health clinic before I can before I'm allowed to do anything online anymore. Um, and then I gotta. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, holidays are coming around. There's a lot of granny. A lot of grannies. I was voting for the pussy man. Oh, man. Pussy in Lighthouse. I'm going to have to back up Ryan Brommel on this one. I'm a pussy fan. All right? I mean... she, she says she's straight, but spaghetti's straight until it gets white. Let me tell you. Oh, the sex panther gets in there with his pussy posse. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. It actually kind of sounds like you're a fan of him. I mean, that was a hot pasta line. That was, uh, that was some good noodle, noodle humor. Do you guys want to do a cast? Or are we... Actually, I'm so down for I cast. thought that's what we've been doing for the past, like, fucking 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, hour now. Should we do an intro? All right. Fine. You might know me from Magic and Hash, because either cast doesn't record. So, period, is a bloody waste of fucking time. My advice to women that I will be sleeping with in the future... Uh, don't blink during foreplay, because you'll miss it. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Greetings, devout disciples. It is I, your golden guru, Sid Swami. And I've been on here for an hour already, so needless to say, I'm already baked as fuck. Actually, I'm like, fuck a guy baked as fuck. And while I roll my second blunt, a guy with a haircut that's as strict as Owen Turnwald's but half as cool, John Holland. Hey, that uh, Brian Rommel guy that was on last week, he was pretty good. He should he should totally get his own cast sometime. People would listen to that. Come on, man. Don't even act like that guy was good. We're glad you're back. But what the fuck? What happened to you last week? Well, you know, it's the funniest thing because I was coaching this team and I've got like a 0.75 percentage, you know, with little leaguers. So I'm like totally ready for the pros. Like when Lane Kiffin gets picked up for Notre Dame, like, you know, Nick Saban, he's calling me. He's totally calling me, man. I mean, I got it all figured out. Great. Now I have to find Nick Saban intro music. I don't even know who the fuck that is. All you got to do is, like, uh, find the one where he's bitching out Lane Kiffin uh, at the bowl thing and talking about how what a piece of shit his O coordinator is. This is football talk for all you people who are playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, now I got to find Wayne Kiffin references. This is terrible. Dude, I literally have not played any Magic for, like, a week. My fucking mouse ran out of battery. So I was like, oh, I'll try out WWE Supercard. And then, like, the very first card I got was my favorite wrestler of all time. My baby, my spirit animal, Chris Jericho. And I Damn was it. just like, Oh, I don't ever want to do anything else for the rest of my life now. So that's what I've been doing. I quit my job. I'm just like all about the super card now. Is is Chris Jericho dead in real life yet? That was just a hoax. Whoopi Goldberg is dead. Uh, we can only dream, can't we? Chris Jericho was supposed to die. The Grim Reaper was all like, I love this guy way too much. He's the only reason to really watch Monday Night Raw. I can't kill this guy. Now, was he the one where like he was part of that tag team for a long-ass time, or am I thinking of somebody else? You're thinking of the Jericho Bushwhackers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, dog. The Bushwhackers? Yeah, the Bushwhackers. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. You know what I love about the Bushwhackers? 
because they came out every time and licked some random kid's head in the audience. It takes a pretty fucked up individual to just come out and be like, bah! lick some kid's head, fucking boom. Do you wish that you were one of those kids? Was that like one of your boyhood dreams? Have you been reading my diary? Sick. It's just fucking Bushwhacker Luke comes up and just licks you like on your head. And in your dreams, you're a kid, but you're already bald for some reason. Like even though you had hair when you were a kid, but for some reason you don't have hair in your dreams anymore. I don't know. It's weird. I can't explain how your mind works, but yeah, it's just like a fucking snail trail of like slimy wrestler saliva. They're freaking licking the heads of kids with cancer so they can try to get some of those chemo drugs right off the top. They have to be all coked up. Who's just going to be like, ah, some sweaty fucking kid's head and kids don't shower. There is no wrestler on earth in the WWE or WWF or whatever it's called now. They are all on drugs. I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of like Olympic athletes where, like, they come up with a list of banned drugs. And so they just, like, you know, go to the next one over or whatever. It's the same thing with the WWE. I mean, it's such bullshit. They're testing for marijuana. I I saw this factual film called Reefer Madness the other day. And, you know, I think it's changing my life around. Sid, I I don't know if we can call this magic and hash anymore. This is going to have to be magic and, um... Wacky Things, I think, is going to be the new title. Dude, I'm all down for renaming the cast, because Truth Time, I think Magic and Hash is kind of a shitty name. But, you know, it works, because the podcast is so cool, so who cares what the fucking name is? I was just being sarcastic now. Oh, I was being truthful. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be truthful. There's like all these people coming up to me on the street, like they recognize me from the cast and they're like, you know, shaking my hand and showing me their titties. And, you know, so I, I think if we change midstream now, then we're going to have some issues with that. Truth bomb. Truth bomb right there. It's true. People have been coming up to me and talking to me about it, too. I mean, I think we're people are listening. This is hot shit. If you, listener, want to tell your friend about us, um, what we'll do for you is tell you jokes every week. Fuck. What what the hell do you want from us? Fuck's sake. Yes. And, you know, follow my holy advice to uh, make your life more happy and complete. And don't forget to give offerings to your divine swami at patreon.com slash magic and hash. And, uh, hey, speaking of, I mean, I heard about that situation with, uh, you know, getting kicked out of Mexico there. So the Swami needs your help more than ever. Fucked up, dude. So they deported me out of Mexico, but instead of, like, kicking my ass across the border into Texas, for some reason, they took my ass all the way up to North Dakota. So I'm, like, freezing my ass off right now, man. It fucking sucks. It's cold as shit up here. I, you know what would warm me up a lot? If there was a nice oil pipeline running through there and you can get a couple drops lighted on fire. Does that go under the wall that they're building? So, John, you're such a fucking edgelord. I love it. <laughs> no, no, we still got to talk about the pipeline for a little bit. One of my friends, like, dresses up like Belle, and he's got, like, a full beard and everything, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. So we were talking the other day, and uh, we were coming up with, like, all kinds of shitty Disney songs about the protesters along the pipeline so he's a bearded disney princess is there an actual market for that like you wouldn't believe he lives in san francisco you think living in san francisco you lose a lot of weight because all the hills the streets and stuff like that but i mean oh no he's a fat fuck there's a lot of bears a lot of bears yeah also all the riding man you know you don't want to let a guy like that get on top of you for sure man that could be dangerous so stay fit yeah, you're always afraid of that guy reaching around and like twisting your nutsack off. Like he just he has a gentle touch, but you're always pretty nervous about that. That's one thing. Also, um, you want to wrap it up. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you gotta wrap that shit up. Does right. your friend have fake titties? No, he doesn't have fake titties, but he does not shave his chest hair either. So 
there's a good image for you. I'm hard enough already, John. You're killing me here, bud. All right, I'm getting out the loop. Guys, hold on for a minute. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I, I did also get an update from Wingstop Kenny, if y'all are interested in hearing about that. Oh, snap. Is he uh, still doing the Craigslist, uh, the uh, pyramid scheme that you were telling me about? Uh, actually, he was getting in on a little action over at one of the strip clubs. So he, uh, and, and Sid, I think you might have heard about this. Like, oh, yeah, was, dude, over at the Dixie Rose, man, over yeah. down the highway near Mexico. So anyway, old Wingstop, um, he finds himself in the middle of this, like, high-stakes poker game down at the Titty Twister, or whatever it's called, and uh, apparently things got a little bit sideways, so Wingstop was trying to call somebody up to help him out, and he got shot. Is he all right? Yeah, he's fine. Ironically enough, the bullet went right through his appendix, which apparently it needed to get removed anyway. So he kind of got like a twofer. And some people are saying it might have actually been like his intention to get shot right there in the appendix, you know, and then he doesn't have to pay all those medical bills and all that. Is it true? Yeah, that the police, the police department has to pay the medical bills if they shoot you, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's a, you know, Wingstop Kenny, he knows all the angles about this stuff. Plus, he uh, he's been scooting Obamacare for years. Like this is this is actually a good move for him. Yeah, I think so. But uh, that's about the latest I heard from him. So um, you know, if you're headed out to the titty bar this weekend and you're looking for a little bit of poker game action, and you see a guy who's kind of clutching his side there, it might just be Wingstop Kenny. Wingstop Kenny, we miss you, bro. You know, I hope that your son. Uh, doesn't get disillusioned or whatever by all this and i hope that your brother's all right man i hope he lives you know yeah i mean it's it's been a bad week for that kind of stuff going on you know first fidel castro and we don't want wingstop kennedy to go too yeah seriously we really lost an icon with castro man i mean the beard the cigar the guy was fucking gorgeous man that's how i model my whole look after i'm fucking smoking blunts over here have you guys heard that shit about how, like, the Prime Minister of Canada might actually be Castro's son? I don't doubt that, man. He, uh, he did do the nasty in the pasty. That was a man whore. <laughs> I heard that we got, like, some trolls trying to fuck with us over on the MTG cast boards. It's like that Lick podcast, L-I-C-K. It's like, little idiots can't cast I L. Uh, CK, but the cast, the cast is with a K for some reason, because they're like alternative like that. Can't even remember what their name is. <laughs> yeah, it's some, it's some weird euphemism for sucking cocks or coming on things. They, uh, the numbers came out and we're beating them in ratings and we've been out for fucking four weeks. <laughs> and they're on episode almost 100, so... Way to go, guys. Two years of your life. That's pretty good. Well, it's because that lazy-ass guy, Fork Village, or whatever his name is, he doesn't even edit his episodes, and our shit sounds like super fucking high-produced and fresh, like fucking Tim Lynn, Kanye, and motherfucking Swiss Beats was working on our shit. No, it's Spoon Hut or something like that. Shork Hut is what the name of the guy is on there. And then uh, Mild Taco Sauce or some shit. I don't know what the guy's name is. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Ranch Dressing and Spoon Village, dog. <laughs> Spoon Village and Ranch Dressing. Over there on uh, Lick Your Balls cast. Yeah.
You know what I love the most is like when people leave shitty comments on MTG cast and they don't have an actual account, you know, so it's like, like, you know, uh, they just use some bullshit name like Brian Kibler. Like you actually think that he's going to freaking leave some poorly spelled comment on your cast. I know I, I keep getting DM'd by this Owen Turtenwald, but it's like Tweetenwald and uh, he keeps asking to like get my dick pics and, you know. Of course. I just send my dick pics to anybody. So hit me up at uh, magicandhash at gmail.com. Let's become pen pals. You know, matter of fact, I actually did get some stuff from Mark Nesco Jr. And it was all about, like, you know, trying to get some uh, weird dick pics or something like that. And I checked into it, and it was the actual Mark Nesco Jr. Yeah, um, me and him were pen pals. He's a good guy. Very hairy. (laughs) That guy is such a piece of shit. Like, for real, no troll. That guy is just, like, the biggest piece of shit that's probably getting paid to write about magic today. I don't know about that, but after he comes, he'll sit there and chat me through my coming. So I feel like that's, like, worth a high five, at least, if I see him in GP. Yeah, he is totally that guy that is, like, you know, like the, uh, uh, like the kid at like summer camp that's totally molesting another kid and like everybody knows about it but doesn't do anything about it that's what that guy is you know i mean i have a flawless record for a reason it's because i care about the people i'm with yeah i remember there was this kid don l dude he was such an asshole he would be such a dick all year at school and then finally at summer camp he'd get his comeuppance because like he would get molested by the counselor mr furley and we'd all watch and just laugh at him and then like make fun of him and stuff and he committed suicide so it all worked out i have another funny yeah. story because that one was hilarious uh comeuppance that's what we called when uh people did heads handstands and then they we, we jerked off onto their face fuck this shit i'm out Mm-mm. but they're upside down so it feels like comeuppance did one of your counselors at camp teach you that I had a couple crazy, wacky uncles. We just did shit to fuck with each other, Isn't you know? Isn't that just, like, that's one of the weird fucking things about getting older, how, like, you look back on shit from, like, your childhood, and you totally realize that people, like, were getting molested, or, like, were getting beaten at home, or something like that, or, you know, you kind of finally figure what the fuck was actually going on with some shit. Yeah, like, the kid, you're like, this kid never has decent shoes. He's always got these ripped fucking shoes or whatever, and then you found out, like, later in life that he was just poor. Yeah, or, like, yeah. this one time, my 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 friend Danny's mom like fucking caught me jacking off in the bathroom so she let me like rim her and then put it in her butt and I thought Danny would be all mad about it but like when I finally told him he asked me if I wanted to have a three way and I was just like whoa weird I'm not hanging out with you anymore I'd hang out with those guys all yeah, the time sleepover three. yeah that's 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 a little weird I think that's sex panther level whoa shots fired Brian Rommel to the burn unit Brian Rommel wherever you are Brian Rommel on uh, Instagram yeah I don't think he goes to the burn unit I think he goes to the county clinic hashtag scars for weeks Hashtag, I don't know if I can get up out out of bed. Hashtag, my boner won't go away. Hashtag, Eldrazi Displacer becomes an evergreen mechanic. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Oh, that's funny. Suck my wiggly dick. Suck my wiggly dick. The The thing that I love the most about... Uh, Brian Rommel is that he lives in Champaign, Illinois, which is like such a fucking shithole because I lived there for many years. So I, I, I eagerly enjoy all of his, uh, his commentary about Magic the Gathering because I know exactly the type of people that he is banging. Um, so, ouch. 
Uh, also... I fucking hate you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Jesus. Don't ever come on his podcast again and try and take his place. Jesus Christ. Alright, we're gonna cancel the next couple guests we have coming up. Uh, we apologize to, uh, Paul Chion. I will fucking find you Reed in the Duke. tonight, and I will shove a hot iron straight up your goddamn cuckold ass. Top decking the bonfire. Absolute best moment. Oh yeah, dude. It's like, wasn't it LSV that got bonfired on, or was it Kibler that got bonfired on? It was Kibler that was bonfired on, and LSV and then is LSV like sitting was next to like, him. Yeah, yeah like, he just has this fucking get bonfired look on, his face. on Kibler. Yeah. You fucking loser! How are you gonna get bonfired on? Like that was just the look on his face. Like, damn, LSV, chill the fuck out, dog. Yeah, and the most hysterical thing is like when Kibler's passing the turn and he totally has this look on his face like, please don't let it be a bonfire, please don't let it be a bonfire. Best top deck ever. Also, my best top deck is when I went to Planned Parenthood and all my tests came back negative for these scabs on the tip of my dick. That'll give you some shit that you can't even fucking get off with Ajax, bro. It'll go away. Doctor said it's gonna be several laser treatments, some cream therapy, and then uh, some intense physical therapy, and then I should be able to walk on my penis again. Aging the sex panther to magic and ash. Sex panther magic and ash. I'm like a blunt and a half in, John. Where the hell have you been? Dude, you don't even want to know. Oh my god. Well, let me put it this way. If there is anybody that has a need for like 25 slightly used urine-soaked mattress pads, hit me up on the Facebook, on the Magic and Hash Facebook group. You know where to find me. All you gotta do, you could like take them, you could make little uh, winter coats for children, um, do some of that uh, arts and crafts bullshit like you see on the Pinterest or whatever. 25 of them. I'll even pay for the postage. Holy shit, did we just find out how John achieved his fortune? On the lifestyles of the rich and famous pea-soaked mattress connoisseur John Holland. I mean... Oh, God, I wish... He's just trying to keep it on the underground, but you know, like they're they're making a movie. They're making a pee movie. It's legal to do that in Texas. There just can't be any penetration. He's <laughs> just getting ratchet chicks to fucking pee on each other and drink each other's pee. Like it's nothing fancy, but it's fucking hella marketable, and that's how he got that fast money, dog, is by just filming all these ratchet bitches at the titty club yeah, I'm, I'm, that Wingstop Kenny had given GHB to, so they weren't like really cognitive, so. Fuck, I'm dying right now. Mattresses are cheap, but those scenes, you bank, I, I that's a good idea, fuck. I'm gonna fucking get a bunch of pea-soaked mattresses. Oh, wait, ow, oh, you do the scene, that's <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they're fucking new mattress covers when he starts with them, dude. Then they get pee-soaked as the movie's being made. How are you not getting this right now? Because <laughs> he's a blunt and a half in. I just watch a different type of movie than you guys. So, you guys didn't see the one where they wrap the chick up in 25 pee-soaked mattress covers, and then they fuck her? That's, like, one of my favorites. It's like the Debbie Does dude, Dallas. you could make the sequel. Films. Yeah, I think that one was titled Yummy Mummy. You've seen it? <laughs> You've seen Yummy Mummy? Oh my god, I have a signed copy. Little known fact, we'd actually licensed that into one of those breakfast cereals like Frankenberry and stuff, and it was going to be like these little um, yellow marshmallow bits, you know, and then some like uh, mummies floating around in the milk, and like the marshmallows would turn the milk yellow. Um, <laughs> damn, dude, what the fuck? So the milk looks like pee?
And then what we were going to do is we were going to have the chicks like eating the cereal that's based on the porn so that then when they eat the cereal and drink the milk based on the porn and then they pee on each other from the cereal from the milk based on the porn. Anything for a buck, right? And there's got to be an audience there. I only watch it so that I know I can, you know, write things for my column, uh, Deviant Timmy uh, backslash colon, um, no, the word colon, uh, enterer, uh, dot com. So hit me up there, and that's my, where I blog all the time. I just have to do it for my and job. For, for everybody that's listening at home, I want to describe the little uh, Skype icon that Timmy's got. He's got this big red gag ball right on his mouth. It's true. If you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, those guys had a tiny one. Those guys are fucking pussies. This is a ball gag. Shit's fucking real. All right. Well, hit us up on Facebook, Magic and Hash, um, the Gmail, the Twitch, the Patreon. Uh, This has been really awkward and um, super dark. And uh, thank many great episodes and we'll miss you very much. You know, whenever you're watching like uh, Jerry Springer or, you know, fucking Oprah or whatever, and they have those freak shows on, they're like, oh, no, it's not about the sex bullshit. It's about the sexy prostitutes. Yeah, you just figuring that out? Sex sells, John. Who said that, Sid? Was that Hulk Hogan? Boom! No, it was. I believe uh, it was actually the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Snap it to a slim jim. Oh yeah. What? I'm gonna wreck you, fools. Come at us. If lands can kill podcasts, or if licks could dicks podcast, or whatever you are, suck a dick. I thought it was Brett Michaels. All right, where's my brother? Oh, oh no. Brett, the hitman of art. Oh, yeah. Brett Michaels, the dude from that band Poison? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Every rose has its thorns. Every rose has its thorns. Just like every cowboy seems to sing. Every night has its dawn. God damn it. He was the guy that, like, had the show where skanks would, like, try to marry him, right? It was like a. It's like a skank tournament, and like they had a top yeah. eight. Oh, and we actually, uh, we got a couple of those to do the uh, mattress pad videos called the Rock of Love. He would like have a tour bus. They would have a skank off, dude. It was a tournament. There was a bracket and everything. It was mad official. They came to this place and they had like a big like whore off on TV. It was great. Like they had that Rock of Love, and then there was like that one really stupid one on there, and like she got her own show where it was like a bunch of guys trying to date her. Is I love whore or whore of love or some <laughs> fucking whore of love? I love it. On this week's episode of Whore of Love, 
Boots has three contestants left to choose from. They are all muscle-bound douchebags. We have Chaz, Carl, and Bruce. All personal trainers, no college, any of them. In this monumental finale, we will find out who Boots will choose. Yeah, I mean, they're all fame whores. I mean, Flavor Flav had his own show. He was fucking awesome. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I forgot about that, that fucking Flavor Flav held his own skank tournament in response to Brett Michaels' shit. But it was hilarious because it was like I, a spoof. I think Flavor Flav came first. It was actually like, they had some other love show. I don't know if I don't know if Flavor of Love was her first, but his was like ghetto bitches, and Brett Michaels was actually like big titty Barbie fucking bitches, and uh, you know Flavor of Love was like chicks with weaves and like busted ass chicks like slapping each other and shit. It was like, and we only call them chicks and bitches because we can't remember their names. It's not you know. No, the chick. Her name was bitches. Her name was bitches. That was her nickname. Oh, for real. <laughs> tramp stamp number one, tramp stamp, stamp number two. Yeah, it was peaches, pumpkin, and bitches. They were getting into a fight, and shit got crazy. Okay, I want to come in and clarify. Flavor of Love did happen first. It predated predated Rock of Love by uh, by like a year and a half. It looks like so. Then why does that seem like a parody of all the other shows? Because the other shows are like, we'll actually get hot girls and do that show. Is that you think that's like the marketing meeting that like? got rock love going like well all the shit started back with like the bachelor and shit you know because this all started like you know 2005 somewhere in there so it was like ooh, bunch of hot girls with one dude like how can we spin this and it's like i know what's public enemy up to these days no no flavor was like chuck d was busy but he was like dude i think flavor flavor like don't got a job but you know i'm busy working at the footlocker so i can't really do it and they were like flavor can you do this show and he was like yeah boy yeah boy Nah, Flavor has like 19 kids, and he's just like, I am going under quicks. I'm imagining an editing scene this weekend of me talking like Flavor Flav, walking in and talking to a studio executive. This is going to be hilarious, guys. Thanks for being oh, God, here for please this. Please don't do that. No, Thanks don't for being that, here for please. this. Yeah, boy. Okay, here's. Uh, Beth, send in Flavor, please. Excuse me, Flavor. Yo, Rick, we'll see you now. Hi, Flavor. Nice to meet you. Sit down. Your agent told me you have a show that's kind of like a love show? Yeah, it's like a bachelor, but a ghetto bachelor, boy! You know what? I like the sound of that. Yeah, boy! Well, since you are a celebrity, we could probably get you scale. Sign me up! Here's the cast for uh, the first season of Flavor of Love. We've got Flavor Flav, of course. And then these are the uh, the the hoes. We've got Hoops Delicious, spelled D E E L I S H I S. Thing Two, Liz, uh, New York Pumpkin Sapphire, S A A P H Y R I. Buckwild, toasty with three E's. It's Safari was her name, by the way. And I, I was an avid watcher of the show, and Safari Jesus was Christ. had a big old booty. Well, not to be confused with Boots or Bucky or Miami, M Y A M M E E. Hottie, serious, smiley, wire, like that, crazy, goldie, rain, and nibbles. And IBBLZ. Three of those girls actually did porn. And I actually used to know a chick named Nibbles, man, and she had like a very angry vagina. 
it had like a mustache, I guess, but it looked like eyebrows that were like, you know, angry eyebrows. Like, oh, I'm looking at you because I'm angry. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally playing that same deck in modern. <laughs> Jeez, John, it wasn't that funny. So I guess we should say something that's actually about Magic the Gathering. The Chase Anthology. Yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about Magic anymore. We don't need Yeah, this show's, this show's about WWE Supercard now. Dude, the, the other cast y'all are doing, free plug for you. Check out Ninjas of the Deep Hour for truly raw content. Found only on SoundCloud, search Magic and Hash. You are take, did that get like deleted off the MTG cast or something? It was forced, forcefully taken down. Correct. Yes. It it's basically just talking to us, describing our dicks for hours. But uh, I think it's a hilarious fucking show. I listen to it. I laugh every fucking time. It's fucking funny. And we have episode two of that coming out real quick. Uh, Ninjas of the oh, Deep God, Hour. God help us all. And this is kind of turning into like a version of that slowly but surely. No. God no. <laughs> but seriously, how many copies of the Plane Chase anthology did each? you pick up sid zero uh 14 i you know spent all black friday driving around from place to place picking no none how about you i got one because i am rich and entitled yeah i mean you we talked about your peace soak mattress covers dude i mean how much do you have to rub it in yeah you know actually the ironic thing about it is is if this had come out a year ago before conspiracy 2 it would probably have been a better deal because like just about everything good in plane chase is in conspiracy 2 take the crown wait are you saying that wizards all right, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. Wizards, in a scheme to make money, they're going to print cards again. Wait, reprint cards? John, Sid, can I get a fact check on this? Reprint, reprints. A I- reprint is when they uh, bring a old card into the brand new set, and it helps them get the sets out faster and make... Uh- I lost you, Sid. Does your headphone lose batteries, too? I can't play Magic Online with him because he lost batteries to his mouse. And it's like... No, I bought some batteries at Black Friday. Fucking Walgreens had oh, Black uh, buy one, get two free, but I didn't tell you about it because I've been too busy playing WWE Supercard. Well, great. I send you a oh, four-pack of batteries because, like, fucking... You live in uh, Podunk where nothing ever happens. There. No, I don't live there. Well, you used I'm in to. North that's Dakota. That's where your forwarding address is. That's, you know, that's where Uncle that's where Terry. my mom lives. I thought Uncle Terry lives there. I don't know. Where's Uncle Terry? No, nah, Uncle Terry lives in fucking Shirts, Texas. Shirts, Texas is the best place. That's where I'm going to retire someday. Yeah, you don't want to retire in Shirts, Texas. I'm just, I will live in the armpit of Shirts, Shirts Texas. And I will raise. That's ra- where Uncle Terry lives. I'm going to have an onion farm, and we're going to be the stinkiest place around. Yeah, I think that's actually my uh, soiled mattress pad warehouse. No, that's in the uh, crotch of Butthole, Texas. I don't know any funny names. Tim is a funny name. So is John and Sid. That's why I like you guys. We're friends. I think we've officially crossed into two blunt territory. Rolling a third. All right. Oh, my God. Dear Jesus. And I always get, like, two or three blunted when I'm editing, and that's when, like, I add a bunch of cartoon characters into an episode, and I told myself, I gave myself a one blunt limit, so um, there will be a restraint on uh, silly fictional characters' use of uh, fiction. Who's this? What's up, you fuckers? Get away! <laughs> oh, God, it's Jingle Nuts! Jingle Nuts is back! Oh, God, help us. You shithead! Fuck! <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. I think Jiggle Nuts was enjoying himself way too much at the end there. Holy fuck, my dad's got him! Oh, fuck! Oh, my God, he's ripping him in half! Poor Jingle Nuts. Oh, well. Dude, so he really is all glitter on the inside. That's fucking crazy. It looks like a pile of glitter and jizz. It's all <laughs> it really does. It's like hot glue gun, like arts and crafts shit, dog. Why are you looking inside his anus? No, I mean, his anus is, there's, it's in three pieces right now. My dog just went to town on him. Oh my god. Eh. He'll, he'll probably be alright. Since this is a time-shifted episode, there is no closer. I want to give a shout-out to the Magic and Hash team that was at GP Denver this weekend. We were out in full force. If you were at GP Denver, you heard about Magic and Hash, or you saw our name everywhere. Thanks to Fong Vang, Al Waits, Steve Chapman, Chris Paddock, Jay, Joe Comperta, Eric Thompson, and the rest of the Magic and Hash team. You know who you guys are. Thanks, guys. Way to promote our brand. Also, thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out.